I was six, 17, 16, 17. I got mugged six times in one year. Hello, and welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. My name is Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide from Berlin, though currywurst hasn't touched my tongue in over two months now. My guest today is Rodrigo Salinas, somebody that thought that this year would be the year he would sort his life out. I will have a stable job. Uh, I will have a stable relationship and I will take it easy this year. And then somebody decided to eat a bat. Rodrigo is from Argentina, a country that had its own share of violence and chaos. The country basically collapsed. It was the biggest default in history thus far. And in today's show, we talk a bit about why this crisis is different. And instead, I'm wearing jogging leggings and eating dulce de leche and watching Netflix. <laughs> All right, that's a weird <laughs> end of the world. I give you Rodrigo Salinas. Um, how, how, how has that been for you personally? Like, do, do you find it easy to adapt after the initial panic? Well, you know, the, the, the funny thing is that I, when all this started, right, I, I just went back to Argentina in December for the first time in three years. Um, and it was some sort of like, okay, last time I had been there, it was when I left. And when I left, it was like like an adventure, right? I'm going to go for one year and see if I come back or what I'll do. And then three years went by, right? And then my new reality was that I was no longer living there. I was living here. So when I, when I was coming back, I thought, okay, 2020 will be finally the year in which after three years of jumping around, like before coming here to Berlin, I, I lived in Denmark and a little for a little while in Norway. And, and then here it was like, this is the year in which I will calm down. I will just find out, like, I will stay there. I will have a stable job. Uh, I will have a stable relationship and I will take it easy this year. And then somebody decided to eat a bat. <laughs> so more than like, I was trying to change from a mode of I'm constantly adapting to one, okay, this is, this is my reality, my comfortable reality, but the reality changed and I just kept on going with the same mood that I had before. So at the beginning, it was a little bit of a more annoying than anything, but then, then it was all right. I can just keep on doing what I've been doing and I'm, I'm good at it. I've just adapted to a new reality. So, okay, now that you have time, just do the things that you wanted to do and you didn't have time before. So I just sort of went with it. And, okay, what I, why do I have to do? Or what do I want to do? Um, okay, study. Let's study. <laughs> I have no job and, and I'm studying. And the last time I did that, I, I think I was like, what, 16, 17? No, so it, it, it that in that way it feels kind of good to to have less responsibilities and just doing something for fun, um, and yeah, it feels good. It also feels that I'm reconnecting with some part of me that I had neglected a little bit. If in um, if in ten years you look back upon this period, what well, what do you think this period will be in your in your life? <sighs> wow, well, it will be very interesting to see the world in ten years after this. Uh, I think that in my life, it was like the, the necessary pause that I, I, I was trying, I was kind of avoiding or yeah, it was a, a moment of, of stillness to, to really figure some things out. Mm. A pause from what? Well, in my case, moving, I, 
they've been moving around for three years now. And this is the first time, okay, I'm, I'm here and, and this is what I'm doing. <laughs> Are you happy in Berlin? I am. I am, yeah. I, fi- I found this, this image from a, a Belgian-Mexican artist that says, looking for a moment of coincidence in between the experience of living and the consciousness of existence. <laughs> so I, I guess that now it's a moment in which this might coincide. No, we are living, and at the same time, we're conscious that we're living a very historical moment. So what does it mean? I mean, it, it, I think a lot of the times it, it only means something later, right? Like at the moment, I don't know, I, I'd rather not live in a historic moment in, in many ways, <laughs> right? I mean, maybe in 10 or 20 years when I tell my kids this, like, oh, I live there, you know, and it's an exciting story and this is what we had to do and I'm so glad it's over and now we have normal life again. But at the moment, I couldn't care less about historic moments. True, but I, just think of it a few months back when you were tour guiding and I don't know what's your favorite time period of histories but just pick any pick any historical moment and you find it fascinating right from a historical perspective like, wow that happened and that changed the world that must have been super cool right living in the 20s in berlin wow yeah cool probably felt a little bit similar to this abyss that we feel sometimes right okay what's gonna happen and and then okay now you now we know a little bit of what it takes you know to be a historical moment well i don't know but if you think about 20th century Berlin history, may, maybe the 20s would be one that I picked, but even the 20s would not be something I'd be particularly <laughs> looking forward to living through, you know? It's a time of massive crisis and political change and economic upheaval. And yes, you have the roaring 20s, but for how many people? You know, maybe there's only a couple artists and writers that enjoy the 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 drug fueled nightlife that is for the for the majority of of people it's just misery now. Yeah, well, you know what uh, what I'm thinking of right now is like as well the different perspectives in which we see things because I come from a country that lives in a constant crisis. <laughs> so yeah. like every ten years we have a crisis. I went through the 2001 crisis in Argentina. And, like I remember like the, the consequences of the economic meltdown of the country basically. You could feel them all the way till 2005. I remember in 2003, four, I was six, 17, 16, 17. I got mugged six times in one year. <laughs> so like with, I, I got a, I don't know, a gun pulled out of me, which is quite a very surreal experience. No, so this is like, all right. <laughs> um, if I compare myself to that moment and this moment, I'm like, okay, I think I'm better now. I think it's okay. What (laughs) happened in 2001? The country basically collapsed. It was the biggest default in history thus far. Um, There was no money. The unemployment reached almost 35%. Poverty reached 50%. People were completely desperate. There was no money because, like, the country defaulted, devaluated, and started issuing, like, treasury bonds. So money really, like, had no meaning. Because the, the inflation ramped you know, from one US dollar to one peso. Next morning, it was one US dollar four. And all of a sudden, you lost 75% of the money you had. So mon- money was gone. Um, we had five presidents in two weeks. There was no real authority. Um, and it was just very a very weird moment of, of 
a little bit of chaos and nobody knowing what to do and then people getting really really desperate what did your parents do my parents were like since my dad was working in a bank um we were doing all right no great but all right but like i saw my neighborhood like people losing their jobs uh losing their houses um some people even in ended up living in the streets and it was i saw i remember one of the most surreal images of those those days is i saw that the the, the parliament was set on fire by people um the pressing was rescued by a helicopter and had to leave the presidential office um it was like okay <laughs> like okay so i guess that this is how chaos really look like you know, when you see the parliament on fire the police is gone um how, how how do you how do you think that shaped you as sort of a young adult like do you think what what kind of an impact do you think it had on your your yeah f- your look on the future like what kind of dreams and aspirations did you have um growing up like that well i think that it shaped me in a way that like i i understood that the comfort is not granted know that like uh, even having a good internet connection on a, on a on a food plate in front of you every day is, is not granted um and it really gave me some survival skills i guess and it, it really shaped me in the, in the way of okay like no matter what uh you you're gonna be, keep on going you know, like, you survive and you adapt what do you, yeah? What What do you think you're going to be doing in the next year or so? Have you Have you allowed yourself to think about this question already a little bit? Yeah, I guess that the, those crises I went through did 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 prepare me in the way of uh, pre- uh, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. I, I I do think that I go through life with that in mind. So, yeah, I I I do think that we're gonna be tour guiding. Maybe not now, maybe not in the immediate future, but no, from a, from a, if you're going to be realistic, no country can afford losing the amount of money that tourism represents for their GDP. 13% in Spain, 20% in Greece, like, they will work around it and they will find a way of trying to reactivate to a certain extent, not that industry. So will that happen now? Probably not. Will that happen in the mid future? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. But at the same time, again, this stop sudden stillness of the world, like, okay, what else do I want to do? So I do think that together with tour guiding, I will try and, and work towards uh, another project that can also be something that I, I wanted to do. We're not one-sided. People don't have one face only. We have different likings and we're keen on different things. So explore them did you get the um, unemployment benefits no i got the grant which really saved me because i was I, I like i said I, I went back to argentina i was there for three months i went to the patagonia which is not very cheap came back moved there you go a lot of money and then this happened so when all this started it was like okay how much money do i have left and what can i do with it so the grant really saved me so that also put things in a perspective and made it easier to digest. 
By the way, is there like is there a reason why you didn't uh, apply for the unemployment benefits? Because my visa um, says so that I cannot get hard fear, mm. for instance. Wow. No, it says that if you if you turn to one of the unemployment benefits or or part of the welfare system of Germany, then your visa gets uh, voided. Wow, that's harsh, man. Especially if you see lots of people around you, people, and even just from Germany, but people from coming from other countries, like for example, myself, like um, I'm not from Germany, but uh, I'd, I, yeah, I can just apply for it, no problem. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's like, it, 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 it does raises a lot of different analysis from my perspective on how the world is organized, right? <laughs> but, but beyond that, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't have it. Um, yeah, it will be way easier and it will give me another mindset currently, but, but at the same time, like they, they acted very quickly. They, they, they did, uh, at least the Berlin government did, did really think of the, of the people that make a big impact to the culture of Berlin. And this was quite amazing how swift it was, how, how willing they were to do it. Do you feel we're, we're recovering from the apocalypse a little bit? Do you feel we're on the way out of there again? Uh, well, I was I was hoping that the apocalypse would look... Well, hoping. I always imagined the apocalypse would look like a lot more uh, like what I lived through in 2001 with people setting things on fire and I'm clashing with the cops. And in, instead, I'm, I'm wearing jogging leggings and, 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 and you know, eating those de leche and watching Netflix. And I'm like, all right, that's... A, weird <laughs> end of the world um but but i feel i feel uh, we, we talk about this a lot the fact that we ha there's lots of things that we can still do we can still feel outside uh go outside mm. yeah yeah we can still do a lot of things but that doesn't mean that the crisis is not real you know that we are going through something that is difficult and is yeah, is is for some people life changing, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, for all of us, we just don't maybe not realizing or understanding the extent of the changes that we're actually experiencing right now, and probably will not will not see it immediately. No, but this will have long lasting consequences in in the world. Um, probably the balance of power in 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 geopolitics will will start changing or accelerating. Industries might change a lot. Sectors will collapse. Others will like maybe bounce back. Some will disappear. But we, we really don't know the extent of it all. And we are in somewhat a little bubble. You know, like Germany uh, is doing relatively good in comparison to other countries, both in the amount of contagious people and death, death toll, which is horrible, right? When you compare that, but like, they are doing it and it's doing better. But we don't live alone, right? Like what happens to the others will have necessarily an impact on us. So if you think around the world, it's like, okay, we don't know yet how much things will change. We are just guessing. Um, and it will have an, a, a, a consequence for all of us. How? We'll see. But for now, I think that we are getting, you know, like to, to a quiet moment a little moment of peace in all this craziness. I want to thank you so much, Rodrigo, uh, for, for talking to me. No, thank you, Otteros. It's actually very good what you're doing. It really helps as well to, to think what you want to say and what you're thinking at the moment.
I hope so. I hope so. Like, I mean, it's it's not it's it's been incredible to talk to everybody. It was a great pleasure uh, speaking to you as well. Um, and um, I hope that maybe in the future we can chat again. Sure. Always here. Appreciate it, Rodrigo. Have a have a nice day, and uh, we'll speak soon. All right. Yeah. You too. Have a great day. Rodrigo Salinas, everybody. As with Jonathan Luskarten two weeks ago, Rodrigo has experienced his own share of political turbulence. And I do think it makes a big difference whether your parliament is set on fire or not. I think in Berlin especially people will relate to that. And of course, an extra layer of hardship if you can't even get on the benefits program because of your visa status. The world is an unfair place and will continue to be so for a while longer, I guess. Tomorrow we're back with a brand new TLS episode. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders, artwork by Sergio Mabrias. Georgia Riungu is sketching a complete revamp of what the podcast is going to look like. For now, speak soon, my friends. have a stable job, uh, I will have a stable relationship, and I will take it easy this year. And then somebody decided to eat a bat.